Welcome back, Flat Earths, fans, vlogs, and freeloaders. That's a new one, freeloaders, to another range anxiety. I'm sitting here, I'm being stared up and down by my passenger today who is not going to speak. She's been on before. She thinks it's a flog fest. And now she's laughing, we'll get a laugh out of her. Yeah, it's my wife, of course. And because there's no electric Bentley, the bottom lip's dropped. <laughs> and yeah, you know, so... Look, anyway, um, thanks to Yaz and the plastic population there, we're doing a bit of a drive-along um, today, and they, their famous track, I think it was from about 1990, 1991, um, called The Only Way Is Up, because things are just going up and the only way is up, and of course, like every self-abusing EV fanboy, all we do is stop and take pictures of our cars in front of petrol stations going sucked in. Isn't it annoying? aren't EV owners actual dicks they can be and oh we're getting a good laugh next to us but um yeah but uh, she's, she's not going to speak but she's laughing this is really good isn't it how are you going anyway Lisa I'm good I'm good I'm laughing I'm good but isn't it true though yeah I told you so should have bought a Telstra you know like shut up and get on with it because what these vlogs don't understand EV vlogs is yeah it's cheaper for them to run their car but every time they want to go and buy a herbal bubble tea while they're wearing their yoga pants with their underwear it's going to cost them more because that shit all gets trucked there right and they don't understand that so you know Telstra fans you know I am one of you but I'm not laughing about this petrol price thing because it's going to affect everyone and in fact even Big Daddy himself came out and tweeted the other day that as much as it hurts him to say it and hurts his business, the world has to increase its production of gas and oil immediately to avoid a certain economic catastrophe. But haven't we been doing our little bit in the Donnan household in the last week or so, Lisa? Tell everyone what I've done. What have you done? Well, how often have you driven that blood-sucking fuel bowser emptying Jeep or that equally ridiculous Edition 507 in the past two weeks? Well, you haven't. So what have you been driving? Oh, uh, no, no, I've driven the Jeep briefly. Uh, yeah. Oh, then, then it wouldn't start because it had <laughs> a flat battery. You flog. Like, you've dri been driving around EVs and a, your normal car has a flat battery. Go figure. Who said it was an old piece of shit other than me? Um, so what, what have I done? I mean, I know it infuriates you. So people, please don't judge Lisa on this. Uh, it's all my doing. So what have I done? I've actually managed to get two cars home. And what are they? I don't even. So one of them. The leaf. The little Nissan leaf. It is the ugliest, most offensive looking car ever produced. Because it's form over, or function over form. Oh, it's come extremely on, I done it. no, no, no. aerodynamic. It's a wonderful little car. It and I, I've, made you, I've made you drive it a couple of times, haven't I? I've driven it, but I... Like, you like I, it, don't you? No, I want to hide my face when I'm driving it. Really? It's so... It's it's the only electric car that like really it is the worst one and like, <laughs> it's that repulsive. It is repulsive. It is absolutely repulsive. You are just a terrible snob. But how much does it cost you to run? No, I'm not a snob because I I I I'm ha I will happily drive the Jeep and that is worth less than the Leaf. I, it's about it is just ugly. Okay, but here's the thing. Um, weirdos uh, the, drive them. Weirdos drive Leafs. Well, weirdos 
the men that don't wear underwear drive Teslas. So you know, I wonder what kind of weirdo drives a Leaf. In fact, we know a Leaf weirdo, don't yes. we? Yes. Just describe him for the flat earthers out there, will you? What is he? He's about 65. <laughs> He's got a white perm. I think he wears underwear, but he weighs his passengers to determine his range. Remember that? Yeah. What sort of freak show does shit like that? Leaf drivers. Yeah. So what's been happening is because we've got such a prima donna in the passenger seat, I've had to leave um, the Telstra home a couple of days at a time and uh, take the leaf to work to charge it because the leaf, like, it's got a battery the size of a pinhead and it's quite thirsty and it needs charging all the time. So you did something really, really exciting the other day. I actually commended you in a Facebook post on it. What it did you actually... It wasn't that exciting. What did you actually do that excite, got, me, got my juices I flowing? I took Tesla to the public charger at the shopping centre. The and free I, public and charger. And I plugged it in. No, you didn't. See, like, you're bullshitted. You got your kid to plug it in. Well... Why, was there a bit of range anxiety going on there with you? No, Robin? no, you were just being bossy and you told me I had to, like, go there and plug it in. And this is why these cars shit me. Well, hang on, you got the best park in the joint, two spaces wide so no one can door bang you. You got a free top up of fuel and it shits you. This is the problem with society we're facing right now, is that we're so indoctrinated. It's like, it's like Amway or worse, you know, the fuel thing. It's like, oh, it's $2.44 a litre and, you know, and it is expensive right now, premium unleaded. I mean, I, I cry like a little bitch every time I've, I've got to fill up the weed whacker with it and but we're kind of like we're kind of like that kangaroo that's in front of the car when we're driving in the bush that just stares into the headlights and just cops it now you know it's not so much your local service station doing this to us don't you yeah. you know it's not your independent or big chain operator it, it, it's a product of world oil price now it would probably shock you to know that since January 1, oil has gone up over 60%. It's about 61-62% as we speak. And pump prices have gone up about 45 to 50%. So we've still got some room to move. So I would think some of the oil companies are actually absorbing a bit of this cost at the same time. So they're not, they're not quite the evil ones that everyone portrays. And it's like, oh, yeah, but some of the owners of these, you know, fuel cartels here, they drive supercars and, the, you know, and they all live lavish lifestyles. But anybody I know that runs a 50 to $100 million turnover business a year tends to do the same, whether it's fuel or cat food or turning fuel into cat food or whatever it may be. So the big question is, how long do you reckon this is last? We all know it, little bits of a, a product of the Russia versus Ukraine thing, and I'm, I'm not going to get onto that because I'm not that political. You know, as I've said before, I don't like it. Any time that little kids are getting hurt and dying and civilians and stuff like that, it's just stupid old men with tiny peckers whacking them off in public. They should do it behind closed doors. But do you, do you think, do you believe in your heart, Lisa, that... When this settles down a bit, maybe in one month, two months, six months, then we're going to see a return to the norm. The norm being a dollar sixty a litre, not two dollars forty-four a litre. Yeah. So you're you're of that belief that yeah. that will happen. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, there's only one way it's going to happen, in my opinion, and this is not financial advice. Go and see someone that actually can count past 10, and that's not me. Um, there's only one way it will happen, and that's if we allow Russian oil back into the country, and, and Europe does, and America does. You see, they supply 30% of the world's demand. They supply a lot of bloody oil, right? And we've just got no, we don't want it anymore because you're acting like a dick, we're not taking it. So now we don't have enough supply. And what happens with any market is when there's no supply, the costs get driven up. You know, it's all this supply and demand bullshit that's going on. And until we start taking Russian oil back, I don't think anything's gonna change uh, materially and it's gonna be quite a messy, nasty thing. So we're out on the road today. We're going down to see one of your friends um, that lives down in the wine districts. I think I've spoken about uh, Zarella before. Um, and I'll be uh, doing my best to make out I'm enjoying myself and freeloading as many bottles of wine as I can to take home in the uh, front and the trunk of the Telstra. Like, you don't give me that concerned look. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows that I don't mind uh, anything that's free, particularly John Munro's power. So the roads are pretty quiet and everyone's, you know, it is a long weekend in South Australia and everyone's pretty aggro uh, because they're paying so much money for to, just to get from A to B. It's quite a morbid kind of feeling. You know, normally people are happy at this time of the year. It's autumn, it's going, getting towards the end of, well, it is the end of summer. The weather's still beautiful and people should be out doing things. But this road, um, Ocean Boulevard, that we're on now is really, really very quiet. Much quieter than normal for this time on a Saturday afternoon. And it's it's like we've just come out of this COVID mess straight into some other bloody mess. And, you know, no one's really happy. So what can you do? You know, no one likes spending half of their, you know, a quarter of their weekly spending money on petrol. No matter how much you love cars, it stings, it hurts, your butt hurts, whatever. So what can we do? What would be, I'll, I'll let you have the first shot here, Lisa. What's one thing you could do when you're driving a car to use less fuel? And don't say don't drive it. I mean, some people have to drive. Come on. What are you getting at here? Well, how do you save fuel when you're driving a car? I don't save fuel when I drive I know, that's why I thought so I'd ask I don't you know. first. Okay, well, the first thing you obviously... Um, treat the throttle pedal like well, it's got a landmine under it. You know, tread very gently, right? Oh, God. That's not living. That's not living. And it's also, there's an old saying that all the old caravanners use, and it's lift and coast. You know, so that you roll a lot. Now, you can't lift and coast in this car because look what happens. You come to a stop. <laughs> That's no good. Um, and another thing that I don't think you ever really got the point of, particularly when I first met you, was in your Jeep, you would have probably 60 to 80 pairs of shoes, general stuff, umbrellas, uh, bits of shopping that were lost down behind the subwoofer, um, <laughs> you know, subwoofer, and, you know, you didn't take extra weight out of the car. But you but did, I you, didn't care, though. Yeah, but you were very, very clever, because what most people don't realise is that most of the weight you can save in a car is in the fuel tank, and you always had the yellow light on. So you weren't carrying 60 kilos extra of fuel with you. That's right. Yeah. Was that planned or was that just, I ain't got time to film a tank? No, I just used to, just used to push it as far as, <laughs> as long as I could. 
<laughs> I know you did. Oh, it's still like one of my, you know, I used to get retinal burn every time I drove that car with that yellow light. And the beep, 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 as Jeeps have got, like all American cars, a really, really annoying um, kind of noise, you know, when it comes under fuel reserve. That is rich coming from you in this car. This is it an is, American car. It, it makes annoying noises. It's full of annoying noises. It does all that sort of thing. I was trying to make it make a noise, it wouldn't. There you go, there's bong. Yeah. And we can do the single bong and one bong. Oh, now, American cars make stupid noises. Now, how does, with fuel going up and obviously things becoming more expensive in general, um, has this really affected you uh, and what you thought about this whole Bentley saga? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it hasn't made you sit there and reconsider. And it wouldn't make you reconsider? No. Say fuel was three bucks a litre, which is not out of the, you know. It, it doesn't make any difference. Doesn't make any difference I to don't you, do does it? I don't do enough kilometres for it to be an issue. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, well, that's right. And, and I suppose, considering, you know, a set of brake pads is $92,000 for it, <laughs> what's, what's, what's a bit of fuel? You know what I mean? And you break one stitch... And you got fifty thousand dollar bill, you know. Oh, always with the drama. Oh, always with the drama. Well, these things are expensive. They're, you know, they're the sort of things that oligarchs drive around in. You know, pommy oligarchs. Yeah, so it's where are we now? I've kind of screwed this up, haven't I? Do you know where we are? I have no idea where we are. I don't. I don't know. We're heading into the suburb. Oh, there's a beach down here, anyway. And the good thing is, because we're driving on... John Portland, not no longer. Okay, because we're driving on John Munro's solar power, we can waste as much of it as we want, as long as we get enough to get home. So, none of this really changes your the way you do things, does it? I mean, I've forced you into, I've forced you into driving electric cars, and, you know, you're getting your green cred up and everything else, but really you don't give two shits, do you? Well, I don't. I, I don't. I, I, it doesn't... To be honest, I'm, as long as I've got a reasonable car to drive, I, mm. I really don't care. Yeah, but do you? Are you one of these people that? And and I even think the Jeep is reasonable enough. So. Jeez. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so are you one of these people? And, I, and there are some of us out there that when we're driving along, we're just looking at every fuel price. No. No, you don't do that. And I never used to do it before no. because my tank was always so empty I couldn't drive around looking for the best price. I used to just have to get whatever I could get. <laughs> I think I think you told me once it doesn't matter about fuel price because you only ever put fifty bucks in. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's right. It's just and the needle because in the Jeep it like it barely works. It wouldn't actually change anything for you, would it? No. Wow, you got that one spot on. Um, so yeah, so there's there's us and them. You're one of them because you don't really give two shits about it. You find it annoying. It's not ideal, but it's it's actually not going to really change our lives much at pre at the present. And there's us, people like me that I don't even buy fuel apart from the for the weed whacker. But I can't incessantly help being uh, obsessed by it. It's something really strange, isn't it? And maybe I might need some help in that regard. <laughs> so I, I've been doing I've been doing some work on the leaf, the little leaf to try and make it more economical for you and you and you <laughs> you don't have to do it for me because i don't i won't be driving it much 
No, anyway, well, it's the dogs. It's the dogs second. No, 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 no. I'm happy with the putting a dog in a jeep. That uses 24 litres per hundred yeah. around town. Yep. So let's do, so, yeah, basically 24 litres. You need about 70 bucks for that today. So uh, 70 bucks a week tootle around the shops where you could be driving the majestic leaf. <laughs> majestic? Cutting a fine figure through the eastern suburbs of Adelaide for free. I don't get you. Well, but, but here's the thing. I can, this is the beauty of it. I can have my gas guzzling cars and drive them when I want to. And then when I want to drive something electric, and I just take yours. Yeah, but there's <laughs> been, the, what the listeners don't understand is there's been a bit of a, uh, nah, you better leave the Tesla home today if I've got to drive an EV. You better leave the Tesla home today. Well, if I'm if I'm seeing clients and I'm doing work, there's no way in hell I'm taking the leaf. Sorry. Don't you don't you think they would think you were cool for that? No, I would no. Really? Do you it's think it's embarrassing? They might take pity on you and order like, order like another point five. Or just go bigger. like she's there's something wrong that she's driving this. She's obviously you know. The leaf. I, I don't know. A leaf would be good diamond transport though because people think. All they're gonna find in it is a sweaty set of yoga pants, yeah, not like men's, <laughs> not like not like diamonds. But anyway, I, I, you took me away from the point. The point was I've been tuning it for you from extra economy. So you're tuning it for yourself? No, no, for you. You're tuning it, tuning it. For no, yourself, what it for means own... is I can leave it home a day extra and drive the Tesla for another day and leave you with the leaf. I'm not, right? No, whatever. I'll, but the Jeep's battery's fine now, so I'll take the Jeep. I charged it. So how much range, do you even look at the thing on the dash of the leaf? How much range does it have when it's full? How many k's? Oh, I don't know, 150? 200. Oh, there you go. Right. Every time I look at it, it's like down to like 130, 120. That's like. right, because I've driven it home and then you've been driving it around. I look at the percentage, I don't look at the range. Yeah, and you, you, and you rarely look anyway. So what I did, have you noticed it rides a little bit rougher than it used to? Or I suppose after a Jeep, you wouldn't recognise you I don't any, would you? too busy like trying to like <laughs> cover my face <laughs> cover your face I put 50 PSI in the tyres to lower rolling resistance <laughs> so that we use less fuel or electricity and you didn't even notice did you no because I don't care did you see with us when we were driving along then earlier I swiped up to have a look at what tyre pressures I had in this yes but you always do that I thought it was just some kind of like OCD thing you do well, it is. Um, where do I go here? Do I go up? Does anyone know where I'm actually going? I don't know. How do I get to South Road? I think you have to go back that way, don't you? I think you do, but uh, we'll do some now. We've only got about three or four minutes left of this heavy car, so we'll do it then. So, have you had a look at the Silent Ghost? Me? Yeah. Uh, not really. I've seen it briefly come up in feed. Electric rolls. Yes, I know what it is. Silent <laughs> You know what it is. You don't know how much it costs. But well, I hate to think what it costs. Would you? Like can, yeah, it'd be a strat stratospheric. It'd be well over a million dollars. So you know, we need might you might need to work a bit harder to to get into that one or <laughs> marry more wisely. Um, would you consider owning? Let's just say it was a ten-year-old thing and it was affordable and it was a Bentley Continental GT convertible, but it was electric. 
Why does it have to be a 10 year old one? It could be one that's newish. Okay, whatever. But you know, let's say you were going to buy like. Would, a, I, would, would I get a Bentley if it was electric? Yes, I would. Okay. So it's, because it's about the, oh, I don't know. Is it about the car or no, is it about the flog factor? The, it wouldn't have the sound. Well, yeah, probably wouldn't. But, but no, it'd still, it'd still be a beautiful piece of machinery. Oh, right? I'm but, sure it would be. Where am I going now? Oh, I thought you knew where you were going. Anyway, get on with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, quick game's a good game. <laughs> So, yeah, so what, what we're trying to ascertain for the listener here, and I know there are a few listeners that are, uh, are quite interested in your thoughts. I mean, I can count them on one hand, but they're there, which is more than they're interested in my thoughts, by the way. Um, we got to work out, what, is it about the car or is it about what's powering it? And the reason I spoke to I an old... I think it's actually more about the car, the quality okay. of it and, yep. the, and the design of it. So I wouldn't have a problem having an electric one at all. No, well, I was talking to an old person today. He was 46, and they're old. And he was just saying it wouldn't matter what the car was, he just won't buy an EV because it spooks him out. And he's an Italian guy. And I said, do you think your great-grandpappy, your papa, was like that when he had to get off his horse? And he goes, I just don't care. I just won't buy one because I've driven one, and it was weird, and I don't like it. So, yeah, but you get used to it. Yeah, that's right. So we're trying to work out, are you one of them, or are you... Where am I now? I think I'm, in the, I think I'm coming up to the right place now, aren't I? I don't know. We're in this place... Oh, I think it could be something up there. We're in this place called Seaford. We're not very good down the deep south, are we, Lise? No. So, yeah, uh, you know, this same thing happened when people had to get rid of their horses and shit, and it's, it's happening again now, but at least you... I think are different. You don't give a shit what's under the hood because you never lift it and look at it or do anything to it anyway, right? Do you? Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm on the fence with this this question, this one. I'm not sure because I think there is something to be said about the, the noise of a you know internal combustion engine. Like it's it's. So I'm not sure. I'm on the fence with this one. Ask me again in six months, a year maybe. Uh, I reckon we're right here, aren't we? Main South Road. Yes. Yeah. This is. Hey, I reckon we've done this right. Yeah, okay, so, but, you know, you're not one of these anti-people and you're not one of these four people, like me, obviously, and the reason I'm a four person, as most people know, is I get to deal with horrible shitbox, unreliable, overcomplicated, underdone cars with too many moving parts every day. And in engineering, we say the best part to design is no part at all, because obviously then it doesn't fail. You, on the other hand, have a romantic attraction to cars. It's obviously been a love affair between you and that Wrangler for many years. Yeah. <laughs> love-hate, maybe? Yeah, it's a love-hate. And, you know, um, it goes through the family, uh, because I know your family have, like, some fantastic, you know, Jaguars and things. In the, oh, I reckon we go straight ahead here. I reckon this is right. Yes. Hey, that was That's pretty right. good, wasn't it? I know what I'm doing. So, yeah. We're down south now. That was, uh, in this Epicast, we've covered a lot of things. A lot of uh, uh, dribble and a lot of criticising of EV owners and fuel prices. So, while this won't be the most exciting uh, listening you probably ever has had, it's, it's always good to have Lisa back on the show because she offers so much texture and <laughs> colour to the whole overall <sighs> range anxiety experience so i suppose what you're going to do now is just say goodbye to everyone lisa bye everyone yeah you see she's not quite as good as paul house and 
Hello, world. Hi, babe. And by the way, <laughs> babe's nearly, uh, babe's nearly over COVID. Uh, he's, he reckons, I sent him a message the other day and he said, uh, I said, how's it going? And he goes, most piss weak virus ever. So it's good to hear babes on the mend and uh, hopefully we'll have him back soon. And thanks once more for tuning in to this dribble.